At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So you guys, we are interesting people between Tickle Me Pink Wait, and Joss- Chris Brown and you, Lil. I mean, my gosh. Well, Joss, you're involved in the Laura one too, technically. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Oh, my God. I almost said beauty break. <laughs> welcome back That's to beauty break. Funny. Um, That's welcome hilarious. Back to, welcome back to Overshare, the podcast. I'm Lily here with Jocelyn, and it's another day. It is another day. It's so funny that you almost said beauty break because I sent you a screenshot last week of the fact that all of our work from Clever has now been repurposed on Snapchat because we don't obviously own that content. And we are on a show. You and I are on a show. Our photo is literally like the header for the show on Snapchat. It's me and you. And it has like 1.2 million subscribers. And we are the stars of a show on Snapchat right now. And our photo is there. I know we like sign contracts and like, it's fine that they yes. do that, but like, doesn't it feel like it shouldn't be? <laughs> it's kind of weird. I mean, I obviously I knew what we were signing we were like, up for the whole time. Get your own personality, <laughs> but it's just really, really funny that it's now been like two years, basically, since all well, not quite, but uh, over well over a year since we haven't worked there at all, and our it photo. Like, it, it's been like two years, hasn't it? I don't, I don't, I don't know. What is I time? Guess almost. I don't know. What Damn. is time? But yeah, so it would be fun to bring back Beauty Break because I don't think it exists anymore, but maybe we could call it like Beauty Breaky or something. Or b- Beauty Pause. Beauty has been broken. Broken Beauty. beauty. Is good. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> uh, shall we begin? We digress. Let's begin. So over it. What she said. What are you over this week, Joss? Mm, Okay, this is something I've been thinking about, especially now that I am 39 years old. Okay, I'm living in the last year of my 30s right now. I'm about to become the most elevated 2.0 version of myself that you have ever seen. Because I think getting older and aging is has a negative connotation, right? And I I guess I kind of understand that because you are getting closer to like dying. But like, so is everyone. We're all like getting closer yeah. to dying. I think I was doing things that were putting me closer to death. 
a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Being alive is like a privilege. It's amazing. I'm so grateful to be healthy and be alive. And what's grinding my gears right now, suddenly, very mm-hmm. recently, is the term anti-aging. I love skincare products, but I want to change the conversation. I don't want it to be discussed as anti-aging anymore. I want to talk about like pro-aging aging well no it's funny though because as you were saying like how you like getting older and this is going to be great for what did you say it's your oh my 2.0 version of myself yes (laughs) at 40 Yes. I feel like this is like 4.0 maybe every decade Mm, gets a new I guess I guess you know I've never I've never like actually intentionally reinvented myself before (laughs) you've never run your software update got it no my ios is so outdated (laughs) so 2.0 is where we're at right now let's be honest you're definitely on windows (laughs) (laughs) let's be honest i'm a samsung But I hate the term anti-aging. No, but when when you were going off about how great aging is, I could think in my head like, yeah, in most ways I would agree, except for skin. And then you go on this tangent. See, that's the thing is that (laughs) not all of us look like you. Uh, well, I started wearing, I got to give a shout out to my mom because I do get questions about my skin specifically. My mom had me start wearing sunscreen every day when I was like 14. And I honestly think that's why I don't have really bad like sun damage on my skin, which, you know, makes you look more youthful if that's what you're going for. Also prevents skin cancer. But I, I don't like anti-aging. It needs to be pro-aging, smart aging aging well like let's age gracefully and like if that includes for you getting a full skin new like a new face you do that i'm actually considering maybe this is the year i get new lips i'm thinking just the products are like stamped with like products for gracefully aged person yes (laughs) right i want to change the conversation i want to I want that to have a 2.0 moment i think that's going to be a little difficult to do in the skin department because going the other way would make you think that you were trying to achieve wrinkles, which is mm, a well, little counterproductive, but, um, you know, but I think like, we'll I want, it. I want to be like Jane Fonda. Like, have you, do you know, she's like, I don't know. I think she's like 90. She looks not a day over 46. Okay. Gonna, I want to be like check that one. She looks freaking amazing. I swear to you. She's even had like a dual hip replacement. She is gorgeous. Okay. Also, and sassy. I want to talk about that. How do people get like hip replacements or like break? But like I'm watching Jeff from the Vlog Squad, his whole Ugh. series and everything. And he, in addition to his eye and skull situation, he's like, oh, I broke my hip. I broke my arm. Blah, blah, blah. How come I like still am like struggling to sit at my desk and I didn't actually like break anything? It is crazy, but that's like that the whole bone backbone thing is like very I mean there's so many layers to it. But also Melissa our producer just let us know that She's Jane Fonda is 83 years old. She does, she does not look a day over 46. Have you seen the movie Georgia all. Rule? Of course I have. You of guys course, monster talk about classic different 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 movie movie, but jane fonda more jane (laughs) it's true but um if we were to do another uh underrated movies i feel like georgia rule should be on there lindsay lohan a lot of people shit on it but it is a great film 
Anyways, I could talk about this anti-aging thing forever. I feel like it's a conversation that we will revisit on this podcast because it's my new plight in life is to change the skincare industry, apparently. What are you over, Lils? Okay, so this is like, I I feel like I'm going to regret saying this because I'm probably going to like change my mind and be a hypocrite and do it at some point. But, uh, and you're not even really going to know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh, tell me more. But I think the people watching will. Um... I obviously get recommended, not obviously, but I get recommended a lot of YouTube drama and yes. just coverage of all of the YouTube dramas. Yes. One of my pet peeves, and it actually doesn't even just have to be YouTube. Sometimes it's normal celebrity drama too. Uh, I really hate, I would say get annoyed. I don't even have a word for it. It's just kind of like I roll my eyes because I think it's so stupid how the not all the drama channels. I don't even have an example for a specific one, but they make like the eyes on whoever they're talking about, like red and fiery or like that they're crying, but they do it like so exaggerated or like I'm looking at one right now that has James Charles's nose is like huge. And I'm like, I could just keep scrolling. It's a very specific editing style, apparently, that I'm not familiar with. every time I see it, I just like, really? Like, you went to so much trouble to make them look like a, like, demonic, like... Maybe there's some sort of software that just does it immediately for them. I don't think so. I actually would love to know how long they spend on their thumbnails, though. Oh, I bet a long time. I bet. And I'm not even in that that world. That one's not that intense. I'm trying to find an example for you that I can send, but... Anyway, that was just what I was over because like all I like that. That's so wildly specific. I feel like some of them are a little more uh, like they like are trying to clickbait you and make it seem like it's something much more extreme than it is. But some are like kind of believable and then some are very not believable. And I don't that's I'm not going anywhere with this. It's a perplexing issue. So now is the part of the show that you guys know if you listen, where we invite you in to share whatever it is that you are over right now. We have a phone number and a voicemail. The number is 562-661-5729. And with that, I think it's time for us to get to this week's call. Hey, Lily and Joss. My name is Morgan Newmans, and I live up here in Northern California. And today I am over cancer. Um, my best friend who I have known since we were in about third grade when she moved to California and just got leukemia for the mm. third time in her life. She had it once when she was like five or six. And then again when we were in eighth grade in middle school. And now again when we're 20. And it just it hurts. It fucking sucks. She is down at a special children's hospital because that's where they had her for the first two times. And um, she's getting treated with chemo and just, it's so exhausting. I feel like there's nothing I can really do because because of COVID, she isn't allowed any visitors. They won't even let stepmom with her. And it's just, it sucks because I feel like I have no power. Um, I will say last night I was Snapchatting her and I was was high off my ass on a whole bunch of edibles and I was giving her a Taylor Swift concert and just seeing her smile and laugh made my heart warm and honestly almost made me cry. 
it just, it fucking sucks. Um, thanks for listening to me. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Like I'm crying now. I know. Um, gosh, cancer <laughs> is the worst, actually. Lily and I have not mm-hmm. talked about it. I'm not going to go into too depth, but um, we actually very recently also lost a friend to cancer. So your story definitely resonates, I think, very closely to us too. I think what makes what you you shared even, you know, different in its own way is the fact that your friend is going through this for the third time in her very short life. And I feel like that just must be so confusing and defeating when you feel like you're over it, then you're back in it and having to revisit that. Um, and with COVID. But the one thing that really stuck out to me is that you said you don't have any power, which I totally relate to, especially in COVID, like you and and you just feel helpless. We're not doctors, we can't help. But I think you do. And I think, um, you know, I think you can't downplay the amazing effect that you had on your friend just when you were FaceTiming her to give her the Taylor Swift concert. I think you can bring joy to someone's life in small and big ways. And like all the little things really add up. And I think just consistently being there for someone and, and we have this technology now, which is so fantastic. And, um, I think don't downplay like the impact of just bringing someone joy. Like and that is how everything. much like giving her something to just look forward to. Yeah. Cause otherwise is she going to be sitting alone in the hospital all day? Yeah. So might as well give her a Taylor Swift concert to entertain her in the meantime. But I mean, you're right. Like, it just does suck. It sucks big time. Um, I hope that she's like, feels good about the medical care she's receiving and that she it sounds like she has some family members or one parent at least who can be with her. But I mean, yeah, sometimes in situations like this, there's just nothing more to say. This just, it sucks, but I'll be praying for your friend. I'm really sorry. And for you and for your families and we're over cancer too. Yeah, (laughs) it sucks. I'm really, really sorry, but thank you for feeling comfortable calling us and sharing. And, um, this is a safe space for all, all things that we're over. And I think we can all agree that we are over. We're over cancer. It feels like a collective over it. Yes. Yeah. So please hang in there and. Keep us updated too, hoping for the best and like believing that your friend is going to be healed in this process. And maybe she can call us. Yeah. Tell her she can call and listen to this episode of Overshare. She's if if she star. wants to. If she yes. doesn't know who we are, then no, don't bother. No. <laughs> but um, yes, thank you for sharing. That was really meaningful and I really appreciate it. And Lil's. With that, I guess it's time to jump into our guest. Are you ready? Yeah, and she's really uplifting and inspirational, so this will (laughs) be good. (laughs) Exactly. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, friends, welcome back to the show. I usually say you're in for a treat when we welcome our guests, but like today you're not in for a treat. You're in for like a whole buffet of a meal because one of our favorite people, you know, on the internet and in the public sphere, but also in real life is joining us for the first time on this show. Danielle Robay, she is a TV host. She is a journalist. She's all over the internet. And most recently, she has started a podcast that I'm personally a huge fan of. And today she's on Overshare. Welcome. Yeah. I am so happy to be on Overshare. Um, I love you both so much. And I want to tell you, the podcast that I started has been the most personal thing I've ever done. And one of the first emails I got from you guys saying, come on the show. And just as always, you are so supportive, um, not just in your words, but your actions. And I, I just love you so much. I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm going to cry. You are such a unique and I mean, special is not the right word to use, but you are someone who I'm so glad is out there especially as a young woman making content, because I feel like what you're doing, you know, we talk about our podcast is something like you feel like you're listening to your friends talk about like kind of stupid stuff. I will say the stuff you're doing is very digestible, but very important topics that, um, but you present them in a way that's like I said, digestible. But but then also she (laughs) sounds like, we're like, oh, uh, the other day I did this. She (laughs) sounds really smart and talks about important (laughs) things and does it very eloquently, which actually I already told Joss this. Let's kick it off with me asking you how your VO voice, your voiceover voice, is so good because it's like relaxing and soothing, but then it's also like authoritative and and informational. Wow. And I, I'm I mean, just throwing that out you the just said, the now. wow you just said. Wow. Yeah, like, like, you should start like an ASMR channel on the side. Because I've been recording a bunch of VO and I've never really done a lot of that. So first of all, reading is hard. Um, but talking and reading, very, very hard. I don't think people realize how difficult it is. And then when I listen to you do it, I'm like, oh, that was good. Oh, she, yeah, <laughs> yep. Like I can tell that like how you're producing it when I'm, uh, it's just great. Wanted to that commend you on it. So nice. Thank you. You know what I do? This is so embarrassing. I've never told anyone because some people say, like, if you're looking at a camera and you're a host, pretend the host, like pretend the camera's like your friend or your mom or something. Mm-hmm. So when I'm reading for a VO or for like radio or whatever, I pretend that I'm talking to I just guy heard your, literally your I voice just changed. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Does the guy that you used to date know that he is the one you're talking to? No, he would have no idea. We didn't date for very long, but he was like <laughs> so attractive. And I just think about him and I'm like, okay, how would I want to say this to him? <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. And also brings up a story of you that can I share? Sure, because share it's the funniest thing I've ever... <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like we always got along really well at Clever, but we didn't ever, I mean, mostly because we're workaholics. We never hung out that much outside of work. Oh, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) Danielle was like, oh my God. And it was known at Clever that I smoked weed all the time because I was high all the time. So Danielle would always be like, oh my God, Lil. I'm going to come over one day and we're going to get really high and order pizza and it's going to be so fun. And I'm like, cool, Danielle. I do that every night. So (laughs) come on over. She's like, oh my God, cool. I'm so excited. She like makes this plan out of it. As if it was a very big event, which I should have known. For me, by the I, way. I, I should have known by the eventizing. I of still it. have never done this, by the way. So this is this Jocelyn, very, don't this is ever ex- do it. It didn't end well for me. <laughs> the way she had been talking about it was very much as if Danielle is like this seasoned, like, yeah, like that's something she not like that she smokes all the time as a huge stoner, but like. Someone no, that I, smokes enough that that's not. <laughs> that was your first time? Oh I think it might have been like my second time ever. She definitely like didn't get high on the weekends. And this was like a Wednesday. So she comes over. We order pizza. I'm just like smoking out of my bog. I think I packed her little bowl out of my... I don't even remember. Did you smoke out of the bog? No, this is why it was so bad. You you made me smoke out of a bong. Which I, I didn't her. know at the time. You made me. It was peer pressure. <laughs> she literally invited herself over. Also true. <laughs> and I got so, I was so uncomfortable. I didn't know that like that's, I don't know anything about drugs. So, so naturally I'm rambling and telling some story. And Danielle, I could tell like, as I'm halfway through this story is like just glazing over more and more. And I kind of finished, I'm like, you, you doing okay? She's like, Yeah how long is this gonna last? And I was like, excuse me? What, what do you mean? It's like, the, uh, the being high, how long is that gonna last? And I was like, oh no, someone that gets high like doesn't ask that. Like, no. that, that means she doesn't, oh no, oh no. But at this point, like I'm super high too. And I'm like, oh fuck, well, it's too late now. So I was so uncomfortable. Her being like, oh no. What, like looking around, just looking very alarmed, and eventually has some pizza. You were like, fought, you played it off. Like, no, were... I was not fine. I had to call my best friend from growing up, and she texted me, and she was like, Okay, I'm here. Can you come down the stairs? And I was like, No, I need you to come to the door. I can't walk down the stairs. Okay, wait. So she definitely played it cooler to me. I didn't know it was 100%. that bad. 100%. But this is the best part of the story is that she had a boyfriend at the time. <laughs> And apparently we like I we had met him a couple times, I think, at work, but she had told this story to the boyfriend and like got gotten back that night or I don't even remember. He had like asked where she was. She was like, oh, I was smoking in my friend Lily's house. I got really high and blah, blah. And he didn't believe her or something. And it was like this ongoing thing in their relationship of like, yeah, okay, Danielle, like Lily's house. Okay, sure. Because Because it was so absurd because she's like, never would have done that in a million years. And then finally I met him at Coachella and you were like, this is Lily. This is the one. (laughs) I totally forgot about that part. And you're right. And the moral of the story for anyone listening is don't do drugs (laughs) (laughs) with Danielle. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. But that is why you are the absolute best because you can have a story like that cut to like five (laughs) minutes later, you're like interviewing like one of the like most important political officials in the world. And then five minutes later, you're like interviewing someone in the NBA and that you're just doing so many things and you are so many things. And I think it's a great example for people to not limit themselves. Like you can do all of these things and be all of these things, right? It's really nice of you to say, I really appreciate that. But I think it took me some time to be okay with, like, if you would have told that story two years ago, Lily, I would have been like, oh my God, cut that out of the podcast. (laughs) Um, We can't, you know, we can't discuss that. And I think as we get older, particularly as women, we become more comfortable with who we are and what we stand for. And, um, you know, I read books about it. I would read Oprah talking about the moment when it clicks and you just become your authentic self. And I would be like, well, I am authentic. And something happened when I turned 30 and I was like, no more faking it. Yeah, totally. It just clicked. Isn't it great? I think being in your 30s is just the best. Not to say you weren't, you know, on your game or intelligent or doing things right in your 20s. But in your 30s, you just don't care about the same stuff. And it's so, so freeing. I'm, the, I'm right now in the process of becoming my 2.0 self because That's I'm 39. Calls turning 40. So like I'm trying to become that. like Jane Fonda. Like I want to be like her for the rest goals. of me. Goals, right? And I just can't wait to see what happens in the 40s. Like, what am I going to unlock? It's so what do you exciting. Think? Like, as you as you're thinking about it, what do you think will unlock? Because I've always kind of looked to you as the North Star, right? Like, That's you're very a, sweet. That's no, very it's kind. true. I mean, you you you're such a role model. Like, what I'm curious to know, like, what the next decade holds. You, you know, it seem like such adults to me too. Oh, that's generous. Thank you so much. Danielle's younger than me. And I think you seem like more of an adult. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, you know, for me in my twenties and my thirties, for the most part, I have just always enjoyed working and thrived on working and gotten so much of my value from excelling and achieving and not only my value, but it's also what I enjoy. So it's fun. So it's hard to make those boundaries. And I think now I'm looking to kind of like what we were talking about before we started rolling the podcast, work smarter, not harder. So still, you know, do great things, but also make a lot of intentional time to just enjoy my life, more beach vacations, more time with my family and friends. Like life is so short yeah. and just being alive is a privilege and a blessing and being healthy takes it to the next level. So like, I think that's kind of what I want to explore during my 2.0 version of myself. Did Just, COVID shift that for you? Um, I don't think COVID per se. I mean, I, honestly, who knows? Don't you guys think that we will still not understand what, how COVID changed us? Probably maybe in 10 years, we'll have a better look at how that changed our lives and our mindset. For sure. But... um. But I think just other things that I have gone through in my personal life and with my family over the last decade have kind of like solidified the priorities I kind of already thought I had, you know? When How old were you um, when there was a year at Clever? Because Joss was always workaholic and same because I (laughs) didn't make enough money to live any kind of life. Totally. But uh, Joss, one year, I remember comes in, it was like, must have been after like a winter break or something winter break so like three days yeah <laughs> she, she like comes in with her her bag and her other bag and she's like 
okay, guys, this is the year I'm going to get a life. And we were like, (laughs) okay. And she did. She was like suddenly like social. And she'd be like, guys, I'm going on a date. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And we We were like, wait, like you're actually doing it? She changed her workout routine. Yeah, I remember she oh, joined God, Equinox. Start going up at like four yeah. in the morning. Yeah, I I did, and you know something I'm, happened. I'm a big believer, and I think you're probably like this <laughs> I don't think too. that's gonna happen for me. It, no, it's true. It will. I think speaking things out into the world, like I constantly throw out on this show, like oh my gosh, I'm sure Oprah's listening. I'm sure Barack Obama's listening. I'm sure Jane Fonda's <laughs> listening. I'm sure they're all listening. But yes, Melissa said that is Jocelyn 2.0. You got to throw it out mm. into the universe. And it will that it makes it more possible that it's actually going to happen. Honestly, I, I, I just think it's good to have accountability and to have a North Star, like a goal, because you have to be like you have to know what you're working towards. Lily, do you feel like you had a shift when you turned 30? I'm like, how old am I now? <laughs> I, I just turned 31. So now I feel like it's like, oh, we're here. Yeah, we've, no, you're we've in arrived it. and. It's interesting, though, because like (laughs) the same, (laughs) it feels weird because it feels like you always expect to like wake up one day and like feel like an adult. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing that I don't think that's ever happening. Like, I feel like our parents don't even feel like adults. No. And I think that as we get older, it's like, that's why you become more aware that you're never going to get there is because you're like, oh, fuck, no one knows what they're doing and we're yeah. all screwed. And no, it's kind I, of a You scary... don't want to be an adult. You never want to. It's like the whole, it's the trick of it. My grandpa always said that like he couldn't stand old people. And I was like, bro, you're so old. You're like 86. And he's like, I can't stand these old people. They eat dinner at 5 p.m. or whatever. Right. That was the trick to like a longevity and happiness and joy, I think is like maintaining some of that childlike. Well, and I think it's weird. Okay. It's, it's interesting for us because with the internet and social media and everything, I think that keeps us like, I think generationally before people are like maturing because they have to. And it's like, for this job, you have to do this. And even you saying that a couple of years ago, you wouldn't have told a weed story. Now what job is not going to give you a job because you told you smoked weed once. Right. <laughs> like, oh my God, Danielle, how could you? <laughs> no, I feel like boundaries of things have loosened. So it's totally. literally like, do you not remember like deleting all your red cup pictures from Facebook before like any kind of job interview and like trying to be all professional? And now that would be like, oh, cool. They party. I'd rather work with them. Well, when I talk to people that are in Gen Z, they actually say, um, I'm not going to edit who I am or my profile. And I don't want to work somewhere that doesn't want my full authentic self, which I think yep. is such a step forward. Like we were kind of the in-between phase. It's the awkward straddle of like, well, underage drinking is <laughs> like, is that? <laughs> but it's also like, I mean, I kind of, I get it. It's like, cause everybody's doing it, but everybody's lying about it, but you're already doing it. So like, let's just be honest about well, it. And also, you know, yeah. unless you're doing it suddenly, like, unless I'm showing up with my like red cup to work in the morning and like, I'm underage drinking at work. Why is it a problem if I did yeah. a couple of years ago on my Facebook? It is interesting. But Danielle, I want to talk about you and your podcast, <laughs> okay? Because we could just be girls catching up here forever, which we we can be and will be. But so for people who are not aware of the background story here, Danielle, we worked together at Clever for a very long time. She had just raw talent, an insane work ethic. Like 
if you met Danielle when she was like, how old were you? Like 22, 23? I don't know. You were like, yeah, I was straight 23. Out of college. You were like, this person, this woman is going places. I don't know where oh she's going to end up, but it's going to be great. And you are just like well on your way. And you've just launched a podcast that's called Pretty Smart, which is also like a whole brand that you have, which I think is a genius name. Thank I have you. so many questions because I've listened to so many episodes and I love the conversations that you've been having with these people that come on your show. But I want to talk about the title because I don't know if you've talked about this. So for those of you guys who are listening in podcast form, let me just let you know that Danielle's voice is gorgeous, but she is a beautiful woman. Okay, like she's a physically gorgeous woman. But when I think about you, when I think of like, oh, I wonder what Ro Bay's up to. I think of your intelligence and your kindness and all of these other things. Thank you. But I'm curious, especially as someone who came up in the entertainment news world, especially like years ago, it was very much yeah. about like looking a certain way and having like the long hair and the makeup and all the stuff. I mean, well, I was doing it too. I was right yeah. there with everybody else. Um, what, how does like the concept of beauty and being pretty like feed into you picking that title? Because I know for a lot of women in our world, we feel like uh, for, uh, you know, and it's not even ending now. I think a age is a whole other thing we could discuss in regards yeah. to beauty. But um, was it because you ever felt like, oh, all people see me for is the way I look and there's so much more to who I am? Because I think that's what a lot of people in our field go through, especially women. It's so interesting you say that because um, I didn't think I was very pretty growing up like, about it. Um, it was... I was kind of like always, my house was about like, did you get good grades? And are you a good dancer? Like it was like about things <laughs> right. that you achieved. Totally. Um, which I think honestly kind of bonded people at Clever. Cause I actually think that's a common thread. Like we were all very interested in things. Like we wanted to have fun. It wasn't really about our looks so much. No. Like we would joke about clothes, but they weren't really serious to us. Like we would have, you know, that closet of forever 21 stuff. Smelly old clothes. We all would share. Disgusting. Yeah. They had like flowers all over them. <laughs> so ugly. Like terrible. I look back because our videos are online and I'm like, oh my God, what was I wearing? But Jocelyn um, has worse. I I was doing a more yet probably she was there for longer. Um, but I was doing a morning show in Chicago and all these people were telling me what to wear and how to do my hair. And it was the first time I had a lot of feedback. Like viewers would write in and like write things about how I looked. That's so weird. It was a weird experience because I clever, even though it was digital and you would think there would be more voices, people were really supportive. Like we had really nice viewers. Right. And mm. it was the first time I experienced that. And I read a book called Beauty Sick. And the author said that the number one thing we must be in America as women is pretty. And that's how we gain any sort of like confidence, social capital, reinforcement. And I thought to myself, screw that. Like, I hate that. I hate that. First of all, men don't have that. And second mm -mm. of all, it's nothing we can really control. And third of all, thinking about that does not make us happy. Like realistically, it can be one of the 10 things we think about during the day. It cannot be the number one, two or three thing we think about because if we think about what we're learning, how we're being a good friend, um, how we're like going on fun dates or making money, we are so much happier. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what a trick. 
Like if I think about all the pretty women in my life, they have bumps and bruises and they're not perfect. And that's what makes them pretty bold, pretty witty, pretty strong, pretty smart. And so the podcast is named pretty... I just threw this in the air. The podcast (laughs) is named pretty smart um, because I want to highlight the women that are really pretty, the kind of pretty that matters. Snaps for you. And I love that because like I would say... I don't know how many years ago. I'm very passionate about this topic also I know um, because you are. men men don't really face this and I read a study probably like 4 years ago that said by 5th grade by age 10 girls no longer think they're as smart as their male students and their in their their counterparts and they're also focused on becoming sexy by age 10. Okay. And I just hate that. And I think it's It's so horrible. horrible. It's horrible. I see that as a conversation that happens a lot now with the younger generation in like TikTok. And it's like, my favorite of the ones, it's like me during middle school. And it's like making up a dance to the Spice Girls. And it's like doing just like the most embarrassing, awkward thing ever and looking so weird. And then it's cutting to these TikTok dances now. And they're all like sexy and throwing it back and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, um... I couldn't have, I didn't have the coordination to do the first one, even mm-hmm. that was a joke, um, much less the second one. But or even I think to like when we would go to BeautyCon or something and fans would come up to us, they're like 13. And I'm like, oh, my God, you look like a small woman that is <laughs> like their makeup is better than anything I've seen. So I can't imagine what social media and everything is doing to the younger generation in it's that so entire hard. respect, considering we all dealt with it, too, without it. You know, I've never, um, I've never said this. It's like sort of embarrassing, which is why I've never said it out loud. You're in good when, company. Exactly. I am. I feel very safe. When I was in college, um, I was so obsessed with my weight. And freshman year, I uh, took diet pills. I took like what Kim Kardashian was selling. And I remember going to that like Walgreens and buying them. And I was shaking in class because they do something to your heart. Like they're terrible for you, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for laughing, but I, I'm just picturing you as uh, the, I'm so excited. But... <laughs> oh, Jesse Spano. Yeah. <laughs> she takes the caffeine pills. Oh my pills God. No, I did not take reason. caffeine pills. But she no. does it. Doesn't she take it so she can work out? No, she takes them to stay up to study. I'm mixing it with better DJ. Reason. A better DJ, reason. DJ yeah. Tanner did one of those yeah. situations <laughs> no. where she kept working out. Terrible. Sorry, go no, on. They're both bad, but I took these because I was so obsessed with being thin. It was the most important thing to me. And I look back and I'm like, my, my soul hurts thinking about that because I should have been thinking about what I was learning and the people sitting next to me in class and how cool it was to have this like really smart professor and all of these things. And instead I was just like sitting there so uncomfortable, not listening to anything because I was shaking, you know? And I just, I think those experiences have made me want to put information and content out there that helps the younger generation of girls know that that's not the way to do it. And another thing that that makes me think of another huge standout moment that I connected with so much on your podcast. And I can't remember the woman that you had on, but she started an organization for girls, I think in Chicago. She's an actress. Oh, Sharia Irving. Yes. Amazing episode. Great interview. Loved it. You guys talked about like God and the universe. It It went a lot of places and I loved it. But the thing that really stuck with me, probably because I relate with it, is that um, and what I'm very impressed that you're doing and that I challenge any woman in not just in our field, but in any to do, it's like 
we have not really come up in an industry where there are female mentors for us mm-hmm. or mentors in general, probably because of competition and, and whatever has been bred into this business, but also yeah. because our business is so new and the kind of content we're creating, there's not many people that much older than us, right? But here you are using your platform to make space for younger women coming up under you and ma- really making a change. Someone told me, that the things you want in life, whether that's a mentor or an opportunity or whatever, are the things you should give. Mm. And I think you're a walking example of that because I mean, you're, you are truly providing young women with things that we didn't really have when we were coming up to be. And I don't want to like gush. Cause I know that's not fun for anyone to listen to, but to be fair, gush um, away. <laughs> you and Dana did that for all of us. And I, for anybody listening, Dana and Jocelyn started Clever. Um, and to this day, you are the only example I've ever had of people that cultivated collaboration and love and goodness. Like you, I mean, you could have hosted every Grammy's carpet and every Oscar's carpet. And instead you were like, Danielle, you've never hosted a teen choice carpet. Go ahead. And you would watch the red carpet back with us. You and Lily shared an office and you would watch the videos back with us. And I remember I had an interview with Kaylee Cuoco and you laughed with me and we would talk (laughs) about it. And we would like, (gasps) you taught me to do that. So I, I think you probably had even less mentors, but maybe you had an amazing mom. It's I do. Oh my gosh. I do. (laughs) I do. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you know, this is life. And what kind of person do you want to be? Sure, you want to be good at your job. But do you want to be a good person that feels more important? And I always think I'm not a competitive with other people kind of person. I just compete with myself too hard, honestly. (laughs) But I mean, there's space for all of us to win. And when you're successful, any of you, I feel like I am too. I really, really genuinely mean that. So I think we just have to change the conversation. And that's why I'm so glad you're doing this show. And I think one thing to piggyback on that, I think that you and Dana really got the culture of Clever to then adopt is that it was like, not even that I, first of all, I think people try really hard to be like upset at work. Like they will Mm -hmm. find things to be upset about. And you guys just did the opposite (laughs) is that you would just find like really weird stuff to, and you guys, I, I've never seen two people that could entertain each other as much as the two of them can. Oh yeah. I I need to eventually pull out the like hour long version of the documentary that I was making where it was like the making of clever. But you guys are the same way. You oh, that's very true. sweet. Put us in a room we could just keep talking. But <laughs> yes, that I don't know. It was something about the two of them that you always were. And honestly, the reason Beauty Break ever did well, everyone will attest, is that it was finally like, oh, they're just having fun. So I think that was why you and Dana always worked. It's because you guys were actually having fun. And then when everyone else sees that you're having fun, it's like, why Join wouldn't the you party. want to make yeah, work it's all, be it's somewhere all about, you go yeah. to have fun if you could? It's all about just also the inclusivity of it all. But um, before I talk about myself too much longer, 
Danielle, you have Karamo. <laughs> Hasn't talked about herself at all. You have I know, Kar- seriously. Because I have so many questions. You had Karamo, okay, from Queer Ooh. Eye on your podcast. I love him. Not only that, you're like actually real life friends with him, which is not shocking to me because I feel like you have a very celebrity infused life secretly and humbly. Yeah, I was going to say, but you're very humble about it. It's kind yes. of, you're, oh, you're like a uh, Matthew Hoffman. You, you and Karamo were like, oh <laughs> my gosh, another remember, level. he's on, he is on another level, but you and Karamo were like, yeah, like when we hang out and I run into you and I was like, what is going on here? That was a great episode. You got him to talk about some stuff. I had no idea. Like, you know, I even didn't went have through. any idea about some of the stuff he told me. Um, I do love him. So we did Dr. Drew together, um, which was on HLN and it was like before he did Queer Eye and stuff. So um, the cool thing for me is to watch that he is the same person before that show and after that show. So like all the access and credibility and friendships that he's gained, he uses um, to like lift other people up. He's so, I can't say enough great things about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was shocked. Like he's been through it all, which is why I think he's able to help people so much. Totally. He, he knows what all the feels are like. So true. And you also had Rebecca Minkoff on. I have not listened, but I have given her a lot of my money through her handbag. <laughs> so I feel connected so you want to her. know what she has to say. <laughs> I want to know what's, but she's cool. I follow her on Instagram and like, she's a brand that like she, you, she's involved as the face of the brand, which is not very common with a handbag designer. You know, I, I DM'd say, right? her out of the blue. Like I cold DM'd her and she answered and agreed to come on. And it was my third or second episode. Like I had no credibility and she was willing to do it, which I thought was so cool of her. A, a quick Google though. And you, I'm telling you, you, regardless of whether it's true or not, which I know it is, you are super legit. Like you, do, you do not come across as like, what is she doing? Is she just like throwing together a podcast? Like you are a very Thank professional you. person. I love you, Will. Thank you. So where do you go from here, Danielle? Because I know you're a planner. All right. You have a master list of people you want on this show. And because I'm a big manifesting queen, let's throw it out into the universe. Who's coming on this show this year? Who, who are hey, we inviting well, when I have Jane Fonda on, you guys are coming. We're all oh, going to interview just, her together. We'll we maybe do talk the about Georgia Rule. Workouts. Georgia who? Rule. We we'll can talk, talk about Georgia Rule. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't ever want to talk about Georgia Rule. <laughs> how dare you, Danielle? I was just saying the last podcast how it's one of the most underrated. <laughs> um, this is where we disagree. <laughs> Fine. Move on. <laughs> Jane Fonda. Yeah. Jane Fonda, Hillary Clinton, um, Sophia Bush. Oh, I love that. Sophia Bush. You should get her. She has a podcast. Jamila Jamil has taught me so much. If anybody doesn't follow her, she has like blown my mind. Who else? I'm dying to have. I want some like really woke, so to speak. I know that word is like not cool anymore. Um, men on the podcast. Like I want Justin Baldoni. Mm, I love him. He, I, he follows me on Instagram. DM him for Danielle. I, 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 I don't know why. We don't talk. <laughs> Lily, are you my he friend or not? confuse me with someone else. <laughs> <gasps> Lily, slide into his DMs and just be like, I'm I'm a booking He'll agent on a podcast. You Do you follow him? Yes, I follow Do you him. comment on his stuff? No, because comment. I don't want to be thirsty. No, but I did on something. <laughs> okay, but do I? I would never comment something and come across as thirsty. Very That's not true. awkward That's for me. very true. So I think I commented on like, I, I, something, but all this stuff is like literally like makes me like ball, start crying. So I think I probably just commented like, oh my God, BRB bawling the rest of the day. And then he liked it and followed me back. 
Okay. I feel like you have a lot of people that follow you that you're not telling us about. <laughs> she does have some randoms. I definitely. do find on Twitter. I won't look at like the verified tab very often because it's not usually popping off too much. But um, I Tell have... me Ariana Grande. Oh, no. She follows Miss... me on Twitter. <gasps> though. Dawson she... used to like lunch in her living room. Yeah. I like went to her house for lunch. But she also follows like 30,000 people. So oh, yeah, it's you not... got to look at the ratio. I don't really feel that matter. special. Still, yeah. You could like tell people that she follows Missy you want her? follows You should me. get her on the podcast. Get her. Jocelyn. Get Ariana Grande. I'll DM her. <laughs> I, I'll Danielle, DM her. I love you. But uh, that one I'm not as optimistic about. But... Um, <laughs> No, I was gonna uh, on Twitter. I have a lot of weird um, political people. Not weird. They're like active, like political reporters because um, Donald Trump tweeted you. Trump retweeted me, and then I just got in the middle of a lot of stuff. And wait, Donald Trump retweeted you. It was a rough couple. It was really bad. Missed that he quote tweeted something that I tweeted. I quote tweeted his like social media manager. Who had posted a video of P- of Trump arriving in Maine and no one had masks on. And it was like, I don't even think I commented on that. Uh, there was no cops or there was like a few that were just like hanging out. And it was during the middle of all the Black Lives Matter, like full protest, on like sending yeah. like the National Guard in. And right. I had just been at a protest on the corner with like 20 people where they had literal like men in army outfits. I don't know what the proper terminology is, <laughs> yeah. but uh, so then I, I quote tweet the the main arrival thing and I go, oh, it's uh, like such a shame, like not to see something about like doesn't seem like you need the police presence here or something for all these fine people. And I was being sarcastic and I like said something he had said. Didn't tag him or anything, but because it was his campaign wow. person. And I'm verified, I assume. They must, like, send him... I don't know if what his Twitter plan was, if they would, like, send him just links and he would retweet yeah, things or what. this is before what. he was banned. Yeah, yes. but someone must have given it to him to see. And he misread it and thought that it was, like, a positive thing. And he quote tweeted it and was like, yeah, didn't need any for them because they're all fine people, blah, blah, something stupid. And I wake up in the morning to my friend's college boyfriend calling me and, like, we, like, talk occasionally as, like, hi. No, that's pretty random. You're alive, but he does not call me. And I see him, like, what the hell is he calling me for? And I ignored it. And it was weird, but I'm, like, maybe he's drunk. I don't know. Then I, like, picked it up again, and I had a text from someone else that was really random. And then all of a sudden, my phone was blowing up, and I had to turn off my notifications wow. for a few weeks. Okay, so here's a question I ask on my podcast sometimes. At the end, I do like a rapid fire and I say, tell me something about yourself that is that sounds made up, but is 100% true. That is the that best. Works. Trump retweeted you is the best one. So I actually think you beat mine because I, <laughs> I've, I've actually never told anyone this either. But Ooh. my answer to the question is that Chris Brown has blocked me on Instagram. Why? You're why because you're so hostile? Why would he block you on Instagram? So I have zero idea. I th- I'm like wondering if it's a feminist like badge of honor. <laughs> it I, it probably is. It probably is. But That's I've so never random. met him. The only thing I could think of is that maybe when I was at Clever, I did a video where I was like talking about Rihanna or something that he maybe saw. That Other than that, I'm wondering out, if though? he like was with a Danielle and 
like it didn't end well and he thought it was like me on Instagram or something. That's so weird that he would like go and seek you out on Instagram. Honestly, I kind of, I'm kind of proud of you. That's kind of exciting to be honest. Can that just be a new, uh, one of your rapid fires be specifically who has blocked you on Instagram? That's actually a great question. Joss, what's your answer to the sounds made up but is 100% true? Oh, gosh. I mean, I've talked about this a lot before. I have a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, I know. That's why I want to know. Something immediately came to mind, though. But the the one that I shared a lot is that I named one of the colors in the Crayola crayon box. What? Yeah. Tickle Me Pink. I named it when I was a kid. I won the contest. So you know those like big boxes of crayons that you have when you're a kid? I named one of the colors. Yeah, I have a certificate and everything. People come for me. People come for me and are like, you're lying. And I was like, I have the receipts at my parents' house. Okay. I named that color. That color has been such a huge part of my upbringing. I cannot believe. Stop it. Stop it. I'm not kidding. I have videos Jocelyn, of that me talking about that is one of like it. the most iconic <laughs> Crayola colors. How That's why you, people like, don't believe you. What do you, you mean you won a contest and then how did you okay. come up with Tickle Me? So I, great question. Well, okay. Back in the 1900s. So back also, in the 1900s. Lily is really wearing your Crayola color right now. <laughs> yes, she is. This is more it's, of a lavender actually. Oh, okay. But yeah, when I was a kid, I, I'm so old that when I was a child, they hadn't even named the colors yet. So I got... <laughs> That's my, why the story doesn't get believed <laughs> is because she tells it like that. Yeah. So when I was a kid, someone gave me, I, I think I was older. Like I was probably too... I mean, are you ever too old to receive crayons as a gift? Maybe not. But I think I was 12 or something. Like I was on the older side and I got a huge box of crayons that had like a hundred colors in it. And I got it for my birthday. And when I opened it, I thought it was really weird because some of the colors didn't have names. Then there was a little like mailer inside that said 20 of these colors have not been named. Fill out this card with whatever you want to name these colors. And you could submit your answers to or your your names to be selected by Crayola. So yeah. I did, obviously, because apparently as a bored 12-year-old. And I chose Tickle Me Pink. I don't know why. I think it's because it's also a phrase that people use in the but 1900s. It was like Tickle Me Elmo. I, I think I was pre-Tickle Me Elmo. It was oh 93. Yeah. You're a visionary. And, and so, yeah, I was you three so years much. old when that happened. And Daniel yeah. was only two. It's oh on my, my it's on God. my Wikipedia. It's one of my shiny I, moments. I just Googled <laughs> it. It is actually coming up on several websites, but I do also think that several websites take it from you saying Oh, probably and then Most quote likely. it and that takes it as fact. But yes. It says so 1993. That's amazing, so, Jocelyn. You guys, we are interesting people between Tickle Me Pink Wait, and Joc- Chris Brown and you, Lil. I mean, my gosh. Well, Joss, you're involved in the Laura one too, technically. Technically, But also, um, you, I feel like this is one that isn't, considering what you do, it's not that weird. But I feel like even when I found out, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that Jocelyn is in a never aired pilot to a dating show hosted by Heidi Klum where Heidi is in her ear telling her what she has to do on a date no no what yeah I have it I'll send it to you I think I have it on my YouTube as private it's hilarious but but yeah I mean you know how it is Danielle I think I don't know if the business has changed at all with hosts and I don't know if you're like do you go on a lot of hosting auditions these days no really it's part of the reason I think like nowadays you have to create your own your own content yeah. But back but in back, the, the time back of in reality the day, TV. Back in the day when I was first starting, they would just be like, 
Right. Do you want to do this? And Heidi Klum is involved. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Right. Like, I don't even know what it is. I get paid $150 and I get a tuna sandwich. I'm in. It's like when like Misty was on next, wasn't she? Yeah. So, oh, I mean, I just think like, it, it, you're right, Danielle. It really has changed. Like now it's not about auditioning. It's about like being the master of your own destiny, which I think is like way better. I don't know if it pays more, but um, I think it's way better. <laughs> I actually think it's more work, probably pays less, but is more fulfilling. Absolutely. So, okay. My question too is like, so you did the show and you worked at Clever. You left there. You took over your hometown of Chicago on this morning show. You killed it. You looked gorgeous. You did a great job. I watched so many of your interviews. Um, So like, what do you, what else do you want to do next? Do you want to take this podcast to television, to Netflix? I feel like it should be there. I already said I could see her on The View or the next Diane Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <gasps> that's yeah. the dream. I would love to be on the View. Um, Howard Stern calls them the Yentas. I would like to be one of the Yenta. Uh, yes, <laughs> the view. yes, yes. Uh, that's really the dream. But I, I know this sounds really corny, but at, I think like two years ago, I was going through a really hard time, and I decided to stop focusing on like the next thing and the job and like, what if the view doesn't ever happen? And I really just try and focus on like the day to day and how I can contribute and like 50% is making me happy and trying to live my happiest, most fun self. And then 50% is like, what can I contribute? What can I achieve? And, um, this podcast is like, it's so freeing. Like nobody's telling me what to ask or how to edit it. I get to just like do and say and be, and it's, it's the coolest. Don't you feel that about this? I was just going to say that the way you talk about that reminds me of like beauty break back in the day when it was like, they were like, yeah, whatever. As long as we don't have to give you money, do whatever you want. That it was like my goal since I was on salary, nothing was going to change. Like if it got a lot of views or if it didn't, but I was like, how can I make this the, best work environment possible for me to come in. And so I'm the happiest every day. Right. And then by doing that, it was successful because that's what it was honest. Yeah. So what do you say Danielle has been like on that same theme? Like what a freaking weird year it's been. You live in LA, your family's in Chicago. You are usually on the go all the time. This has definitely been like a year of still on the go. She's in New York. yeah, a year, a year of like reflection by default because we can't go places. Um, so like what is actually like what has been your takeaway as far as like what makes you happy right now? Well, that's such a good question. You know, I'm kind of like the word is like ambivert, right? So it's like an introvert slash extrovert, but you don't you like lose energy um, in groups of people and then gain it when you're alone and recharge. Except and if I, you're alone for a year. <laughs> so right. That's yeah. what I realized. Mm-hmm. I kind of like when people were freaking out about not being social, I was like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then now as things are opening up, I'm realizing that I was like without joy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm recognizing how much connection matters more so than I actually recognized earlier. Um, Honestly, I watched a lot of really bad TV. Like I, yes. I resorted back to Real Housewives, which I had sworn off. Um, <laughs> really? Have. Oh my because gosh! I was like, whose lives are worse than mine? <laughs> Some Danielle. Many of them have podcasts. Lisa Vanderpump needs to get on your show. No, I don't know if that's Erica a part of Jane. We need Erica, Erica Jane. Jane. So this is a funny thing that I don't even Danielle. How did you and I first? 
Like we DM about this frequently. Actually, I I even remember when you guys first brought it up because I didn't know who it was. And you guys were like, you don't know who that is. And started like biting my head off about it. Joss and I were watching Real Housewives separately. And Erica Jane was a new character on the show. And I think we were the only ones at Clever watching. And we were like, how does everyone not understand how iconic she is? P.S. Can I just reenact how... So Danielle's office was at the very end of the hall. And then Jocelyn's was like at the end of this group of offices so danielle would like come down the hall in the morning and you just see her come around the corner and she'd just be like lily is now walking for those of you listening <laughs> she would always stand like that she would I come would and stand, stand and do like a little arms crossed lean against the because <laughs> i didn't want to distract like disturb you and walk all the way into the office so i would stand in the doorway and be like are you busy hi <laughs> But yeah, that was our beginning of our love affair with Erica Jane, who yeah. has gone on to become a franchise star, dare I say it. But Pop at the time, star. she was she was this new woman on the block. And, it, you know, really, I mean, Bethany was not on her show, but Bethany is obviously iconic. And she had this whole quote of like, I don't care about her skinny bitch stuff. She could take her skinny bitch stuff. Like, I don't care. I don't care about skinny bitches. <gasps> and we just thought, like, was. do you remember that? That was the quote. And it was just... We were like, who is this woman? She was like, I don't want to be a skinny bitch. No. And we were like, hell yeah. (laughs) We were like resenting diet culture and prettiness back in the day. We were. We have been coming in hot for it. And now you are carrying the torch (laughs) um, and doing so well. So I feel like Erica Jane makes so much sense. Let's start like bothering her tremendously on social media and see if that works. I know. She's going through a lot of legal issues. I feel like she's not going to reply right now. Actually, that's true. I'm glad you brought that up. I noticed that. Know. know who you need to get eventually when she's able? Tell who? me, please. Britney Spears. Britney Spears. <gasps> Britney. This I is a complicated one. Do we have time to go off on this for a minute? Yes, absolutely. Please. Why? Okay, so I recently watched that documentary and uh-huh. I feel very complicated because... I recognize that she hasn't had her freedom as much as she should probably. And like her relationship with her dad is a little confusing and he's definitely making money off of her. That said, the mental health world is super complicated. And if you, if you have a mental health issue and you don't have somebody, like if you don't have anyone to watch over things, it makes it even worse. And, you, and someone like in her shoes, it may, would make it more complicated because she has a lot. But she is an asset. She but has a lot would of assets. it potentially be worse because they would be taking advantage of her? Which financially, maybe. Because like, yeah. in this case, it's not even just her dad benefiting it. It's like the dad, the lawyer, like everyone's getting a piece. And then she's like, TikTok, help me. I know. It's really complicated. I just wonder what would happen if she didn't have somebody like her. If she maybe she could have a third party person. That's the thing. Over. It's like I'm not gonna pretend for one second like I know anything about conservatorship or her situation. But from yeah. everything I've seen and heard, and from what her statements have been too, it seems like just she doesn't even care if someone else is involved. Just get the dad out of there. Yeah. She needs like we were talking to someone in our last episode about. This the, is kind of dark. Yeah. A death doula, someone who helps you through the process of dying and helps you get all your ducks in a row. Oh, it's I a love professional that. job. There should be a doula for a situation like this where Brittany can have someone <laughs> she's comfortable like with to mom. take care of her. Can I just have that? I know. Can I have a doula for myself? Yeah. I'd also like a, a nanny. Doula? 
I would like and a nanny as well. I would love please. a nanny. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, Danielle, are you down to stick around for the final segment of this podcast? Of, of course. I love the Fantastic. final segment. Great. So, so long, farewell. I hate us so much more now. Okay, so the final segment is called Share Well, and it's where we share something, anything, big or small, that brought us joy in the last week. Lily, do you want to start or do you want me to start? You can start. Okay, so what brought me joy this week as our world starts to reopen is the amazing news I have been waiting for. And that is the fact that the country of Italy is welcome with open arms to anyone who has had the COVID vaccine. And I asked... Yep, we I can go eat pasta. The, the EU is open 19 countries to Americans who have been vaccinated. And um, I asked Chris, I was like, so like how soon is too soon <laughs> to like, can we just go there for the whole summer? Is that like too crazy? Do we have to work? Can we retire for the summer? So I'm very excited about that. Not that it's realistically going to happen. It's like right away for us at least, but just that it's even something I can dream about. Travel my for first you. two thoughts were like first I was like Italy yes and then I was like oh I don't have a passport anymore and I'm poor <laughs> you don't have a passport Girl, it expired that oh it's time the to get passport that passport you can fix the poor is hard <laughs> the poor we need to work a little harder um, you know <laughs> I guess I could upload once in a while because yeah. I'm a person who like really like has that travel lust where I just like to daydream constantly about places in the world that I have or haven't been or whatever. And I felt like that has been totally squashed over the last year. So now mm-hmm. at least I feel like open to my dreams. So they need I know, you, you kind actually, of a I think are happiest when you're traversing the world. Yes. It's so fun because it's you get to meet new people, try new food. I don't know. Anyways, what wear about cute you? Bathing suits. Wear cute suits. What about you, Danielle? What brought you joy this week? Uh, okay, can I say two things? Yes. <laughs> no. Okay, the first thing that brought me joy is I got this t-shirt. Is that Kobe? Okay, so Who it's Michael Jordan oh, and Michelle sorry, Obama. Yes. And oh, it's called the that. GOAT t-shirt because they're both the greatest of all time. Yes. And it has like their same that. wingspan. That's such a you t-shirt. <laughs> it's, I love it. And um, a woman in LA makes them, which is really cool. Um, and That's then, so cool. Yeah, the other thing that brought me joy is... Um, I started listening to a lot of old 90s R&B and in the morning mm-hmm. I wake up and I'm a terrible dancer and I just like dance for 10 minutes by myself. <laughs> Wait, who's, who's your favorite song like du jour? Like who are you loving from the oh, 90s? This is so corny, but I love Usher like so much. He was my first crush. Yes. And uh, he's still me and to my this friends day. used to really have a routine. We'd belt out to my boo. <laughs> <gasps> yes, that's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um and I also like remember City High, like, what would you do if your son was at home? I can't sing, but you, you know what I mean? Danielle, would, you would really thrive in uh, me and Lisa's car rides. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for an invite, Lil. <laughs> Anytime, I'll pack the ball. I just, Lil. no, I can't smoke. <laughs> no, we learned our lesson. Lil, what about you? What brought you joy this well, week? Well, um, Max seems to have a problem where he destroys every single toy that, I've bought him ever. So I found a new one and this seems to be holding up for two days now, which is a new record. (laughs) We've got a little duck and I just, he is so happy and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Like I, it's like, he knows it's a new toy and I don't have to like, like, no, play with this one. He has not put it down since I gave it to him. It's the cutest thing. He looks very clean and shiny. 
He has a nice coat. Honestly, I don't like get take him to get groomed very often. He's like a cat. He cleans himself. Wow. You he have a energy. I lucked out. I don't know where he came from, but literally like last night he was squeaking. I usually don't buy toys with squeakers because I'm not a fan. It's like buying a child a drum set for Christmas. I, Only people you It's hate. like having a child. <laughs> um, like, oh, maybe on occasion I'll deal with it, but probably not. That, it does happen. Last night, it's two in the morning. I'm about to go to sleep. And he's like right by my head and he's squeaking it. And I look, literally just look at him and go, it's not time for playing right now. We have to go to bed. And he just drops it and goes, turns around, curls up a little ball, goes to sleep. Dogs. We're not worthy of dogs, honestly. He's a genius. They're amazing creatures. Um, Well, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. It was honestly just fun to like hang out with you and catch up with you. I'm so happy to see your faces. Thank you for your time. And we need to do this IRL, especially now that things are starting to open up. I would love to see you in person. But for those of you guys listening... Please immediately go and subscribe to Danielle's podcast, Pretty Smart. Rate, subscribe, leave five stars, leave her a review, do all of the things because more people need to find out about your show because what you're doing is awesome. Um, Where else can people find you? I mean, I know where I can find you, but where else can they find you? I am at Danielle Robay, R-O-B-A-Y on everything. Um, And truly the show is the baby. So if you don't, care about me that's totally fine just go subscribe to pretty smart (laughs) you'll like it (laughs) it is really awesome and i'm so excited that you're having jane fonda hillary clinton and all these other people on this year i think it's just michelle obama it's really gonna be a smash hit it's perfect and with that friends thank you so much for listening you know what while you're at it if you found us randomly please subscribe rate us five stars leave us a one word review or maybe three words would be nice and call Um, in and leave a voicemail of what you're over and just vent it out with us absolutely but with that friends this episode of overshare is over goodbye bye before we wrap up this episode we have to let you guys know that this is actually the final episode of season two of overshare the podcast we're going to be taking a quick break for just a few weeks but then we'll be back right we will for season three and there might be a few changes but nothing like drastic don't worry it's gonna be the same podcast just like maybe a new segment or two or i don't know it's gonna be bigger better bolder more amazing than ever before season three of overshare oh god That's our trailer. Anyways, don't get your hopes up too high, but (laughs) I mean, we'll we'll be here. Good. We'll see you then. Yes. We'll see you guys soon. Love you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 